Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quarter Life Crisis Podcast. My name is Chris McElvenny. And my name is Luke Davis. And we're back. I know we did one last night. We were a bit pissed. So Last we... night was a very spur of the moment thing. We'd, had, <laughs> we'd been out drinking all day and it was one of them being sat in a fucking, in a pub of an evening and going, do you know what would be a good idea if we all went back oh, and did a podcast? We'll plug the microphone and we'll just have a conversation and we'll just see what comes from it. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. So we felt like we owed it, you guys, to do another one just for Chris. Because <coughs> it's quarter-life crisis. And one thing it's we awesome. acknowledged was that last night we never spoke about the quarter-life crisis. And we just chatted shit. Yeah. But uh, it was funny. It was a good fun. Yeah, it. we were with friends having some fun. So. Um, but uh, yeah, that quarter-life crisis thing. Do you think it's passed since uh, you had to be spurt in Italy? You've had to be uh, locked down. You've had to be coronavirus thing. You Do you know what? Over it? I, I thought I was having a quarter-life crisis when I was in Italy. <laughs> and no, that, you you got over it in Italy. Yeah, I, yeah, I got over. We oh, went no, to Italy no, no. to get over it. Let me rephrase that. I thought I got over it in Italy. I thought I'd been through the worst of it when I started <laughs> doing this in Italy. Then lockdown hit, which was obviously a madness. And if you listen back to these, you know, these podcasts, you you'll hear mine and Chris's naivety and us talking. Yeah, they don't age well. Yeah, they don't age well because we talk about how much of a fluke it is and how <laughs> like pre-organized it is and that it's crowd control <laughs> and that it's 5G and all this shit. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It's a load of ballocks. So now we sit here in, in Belfast, come, again in Belfast, um, mm-hmm. coming out of our first lockdown, edging towards our second. And we understand the a lot, of, of the yeah, a lot yeah, more like, about the coronavirus than we... I say the severity of it, but I think the more we learn about oh, it... Severe. Well, yeah, well, it's severe. It's pretty fucking severe. It's very like, severe. But the more we learn about it, the the, the more we um, can adapt to it and the, the, the more our views change on it. Yeah, well, it's interesting to know, what are we, six months on from the last time we did a podcast yeah. about it? Not about it, but just in general. And, like, it's mad. Our last quarantine episode that we did UK, Ireland were not in lockdown. Nothing was closed. So people were in Cheltenham. People when we flew from Nice to Liverpool, then to Liverpool to Belfast, but we were in Liverpool Airport. There were people who had flew in from Madrid to go to the Atletico Madrid Liverpool match were forty five, fifty thousand people are gonna be there. And then a week and a half later the entire country's on lockdown. So what happened was after our last quarantine podcast, the night me and Chris knew that tomorrow this is it. We're, we're leaving the caravan and we're going back into civilization where we can start seeing people again because we've quarantined and we can catch we'll up with our friends. Well, yeah, we'll it's have a pint. Well, yeah, we'll have a pint. So what happened was the day that Chris's um, dad picked us up from the caravan, we got in the car, we came back to Belfast. Here, have you heard that um, Boris Johnson's going to do an announcement on the news tonight? All right, okay. Well, we'll s- we kept up with all the news and all the all the hype of the coronavirus while we were in the caravan. Well, it was so weird, right? So that day, I remember because everyone was like, "Yeah, Boris Johnson's coming on the on, on the TV at half eight. He's taking over BBC One and ITV. So, like, fuck God knows what he's going to say." And like, but the thing is, on the news, they were like trying to predict what he was going to say. Yeah. And then me and you had came from Italy and we're like, no, you're having lockdown, it's lockdown. I yeah, can't so, believe so, this is happening. So me and Chris would talk I'd talked about it and we were like, Oh, there's lockdown pending. We didn't know, we didn't realise how severe it was gonna be, how long it was gonna last. But we left that we did we did our last episode of the quarter life crisis, the quarantine um section of the podcast. 
Um, and we came back to Chris's parents' house and we sat down and we got ourselves all comfortable at half past eight and Boris comes on the telly and he announces no. that the UK is going Do to... Do not leave your home. As of tomorrow. Now, the problem with as of tomorrow is that I had a flight booked tomorrow to get back to the, to the UK. And obviously, like, you all know how it went. If you're listening to this, then, then you know, all the flights got cancelled and I was stuck for a way to get home. I thought, to be fair, I genuinely thought I'd still be here now. No, it's so <laughs> funny because my mom and dad are so sad. And they're just like, listen, they're giving you a stay, they'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> little got, did we know. we got a spare bedroom that I often little, frequent. Little did we know. It locked it would last like four, five, six months. Uh, imagine. <laughs> Can you imagine you were here for, for that length of time? Like, how bad would that be? We're both fucking signed on the door and be like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? Yeah. Why are we stuck in my parents' house in Belfast? <laughs> what are you doing here? I think it's all right that I'm here. What are you here? It's so yeah. weird. So you end up getting a... Uh, yeah, the, getting a ferry. The, yeah, yeah. The line. We, uh, we, we, and I'm not good with water. I'm not. I'm not a great flyer. I don't really like traveling. I'll do trains, buses, and cars, um, and pogo sticks. But um, yeah, I, so I can't. I can't go on a pogo stick. Why? I bad bounce. I'm not good on a pogo stick. I, I can't. <laughs> I actually can't do it. I do two bounces and then shit myself and jump off. <laughs> was, See, when we were kids, so like the, the council estate I grew up on, like when we were kids. You everyone had a pogo stick, and if you didn't, you'd lend someone's out their garden oh, and put really? it back at the end of the night. No, we didn't have um, pogo stick. We had scooters that would cut the fucking ankles clean off you. Like JD Bugs, razors, them sort of scooters. Who? The make? Did you not have like JD Bug? JD Bug, the scooter make. I don't. I, I don't know. It was a scooter. It was just called a scooter. Like fair. Um, cut the ankles clean off you. Those yeah. spin one, the spin around, then they hit the ankle. Oh, see, I'm talking before that. I'm talking that when we were younger. We had pogo sticks, mate. You... Yeah, when you were younger, I was I was in secondary school. Yeah, fair. But um, you'd have like um, like an Olympics, the pogo stick Olympics, and you'd see how long you could last. Like, mate, people would be doing like fucking three hundred and seventy bounces on them things before they came off. Like, that is superhuman in my mind. Like, I, I I couldn't imagine doing something like that. Oh, pogo mate. stick was just not my thing. I don't have good balance. I can't do. It. I don't have rhythm. I don't have balance. I don't know Is that if you the need sex. Nah, here, no rhythm. And that's it. No, the issue is my sex like. Sorry, love. This doesn't usually happen. And how was that for you? Yeah, no. So that's not true. I, you painted me in a very negative light there. Um, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, Please don't want to hear about this. Well, you brought it up. Anyway, the lockdown, it's been... I, I want to say it's came and gone, but now obviously we've just gone back to being six people. Oh, yeah, the real sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and to be fair, that I, I'd already booked my flights and organised this week before all this had happened. So yeah, we're not flouting no rules. Yeah, we're not flouting no rules. Um, you're, my, you're the one person allowed in my house. In your cause... household, yeah. So we are abiding by the rules. Don't like, don't get me wrong. Everyone, you know, I don't care who the fuck you are. If you're sitting there going, do you know what? I followed all the rules. You haven't. You haven't. You like, just haven't. At one point, you've broke a rule. You've been for a walk with one person who's not in your household. You couldn't not. How could you not? You go mental. Yeah. Like it was difficult when I got back. I'm sure I talk about I talked about it when I was doing the uh, the quarantine ones. 
I had a niece, and that was, I'd say, the hardest part for me. I went up to the house, and I, to be fair, I love it. It's been printed off my brother. Um, I'm, I've got it printed in my house, but I'll give it to my brother to show my niece when she's a little bit older, because the first picture we've ever got together is him holding her, six feet apart. and me stood six six That's feet in the opposite. But, like, obviously, I've just came out of quarantine. Like, I'm talking, I, came, I did two weeks in the caravan, went back, and I'd say within a week and a half of being back home, because I, I was going up to his house and, like, standing at the front door on his lawn and talking to him and maybe he'd hold her and just like sort of be like, oh yeah, this is Lily and she was gorgeous, she was so beautiful and I just wanted to give her, you know, like a fucking squeeze and like, she's my niece, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the first picture we've got together is in his back garden and it's a brilliant picture. I, I've still got really long hair because of the, uh, the, the I didn't have my hair cut uh, in lockdown and I had like a long beard and stuff and I looked rough as arseholes and there stood six feet in the opposite direction to me and he's got hold of her. And it was like, that was the first time I met her. That was the first time I was able to see her. That's and mad. obviously, since then, I've been able to go up and hold her yeah, and fuck it. Oh, she's it. just the best person ever, she's ace. No, it's fucking mad, right? So, we have very different fucking lockdowns, I think. Well, we definitely did. So, you left, I remember. You got the ferry the day after that Boris Johnson announcement. It was a Tuesday, remember? Yep. And then, this was the first time me being back at my house. Since like Christmas, but I was only there for like two days of Christmas. And then before that, we're talking months and months. And I have a dog. And I knew I was allergic to dogs. And, but I, I, my dog's meant to be hypoallergenic. I have a lasso apso. So he doesn't Hyper. shed hy, hypo. Hypoallergenic. Yeah. So it means he doesn't shed hair. So apparently, if you're allergic to dogs, you're allergic to the hair. That they share. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You would think. <laughs> uh, and then, fuck me, you left. I started coughing. And normally, if I had an allergic reaction to a dog, it would be like, my eyes would swell up, and then I would start sneezing, then I would start coughing. Chris looks like bad girls who got stung by that wasp. Yeah, that is me. That is me. That's what happens. A proper swollen, like, fuck, like it went 12 rounds of Mike Tyson. Mitchell man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we get back after quarantine and um, I start coughing. No eye swelling, no sneezing, just coughing. Could not breathe at all. And my dad has COPD, so we were really worried that, like, fuck, if I actually still have it. We came back from the caravan and sent your dad down to the caravan. To oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. My dad went back. So he picked us up from the caravan. Drop us off at the house. Boris, he, he stayed for half of Boris's announcement. And then when I'm away, see you later. And he went down there. He was down there for like four or five weeks. But like, even then, it was like, right, this is serious. I might actually have this. Uh, which would be so weird because like, we can do fucking quarantine in the caravan for two weeks. You're like, well, I've done enough. Like, yeah. And then I'm coughing, like fuck, coughing so bad. I had to move it out to my garage, which is like converted into a room. Like it has a sofa and a TV and all. It's nice. Like, and uh, I had to move out here away from everyone in the household. Like it was ridiculous. My mum would leave my dinner at the door and like I couldn't come out. Uh, and, and at that time, uh, tests weren't widely available. You couldn't just get a test if you wanted. This was, you're talking the end of March, like right at the start of lockdown. Yeah. So it was serious business like we didn't know what the fuck was happening with me really really bad couldn't breathe had to have a nebulizer so like a nebulizer is like a fucking like an uh what do you call the thing 
they've been count they've been putting people on what to breathe to help you breathe oxygen nah but they're called something insulate no it's for diabetes i don't know what it's called but whatever it's this fucking machine and you put like a mask and you get in like a, a, an ambulance yeah in a hospital if you need yeah. oxygen they put the oxygen mask that's on what you. i had with a ne- nebulizing all fuel ice fuel uh these fucking liquids you had to fucking was do. it the little plastic pouch you had to twist the yeah, top off yeah. and squeeze in you and had them before i've not been handed fuck yeah i'm 24 where am i getting it <laughs> yeah uh, so i was convinced it was coronavirus blah 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 but my dad works for the nhs he, he's like a, a a cook in, in the in the in the fucking kitchen that to give food for like hospitals and like day centers and whatever so uh, he was able to get a test and because we live in the same household we were both able to get a test so because he had COPD and we weren't sh- he had been away since I had came back so he goes in one car and I go my brother brings me down so we go down it's an MOT centre no one else is getting tested because it's only NHS staff that are getting tested Yeah. so we drive in there's no other cars it's just us so we're like yeah, Christopher McElvaney yeah, I'm getting tested and my dad obviously speak to him in the other car so he goes and he gets tested and then we drive in and there's these nurses in proper hazmat so it's like a proper movie it was ridiculous it was mad it was so fucking surreal really worrying that that's when it really set in how serious this was when you when you drive into mot center to get fucking tested for the the most fucking contagious disease that the world have ever seen blah blah blah, blah all these yeah. that they'd built it up to be so they go and test me so they go, right, this swab goes up your nose, it will be quite uncomfortable. Boom, she sticks it up my nose, it's very uncomfortable, your eyes water. <laughs> it's horrific. So then she goes, okay, this swab is going to go down the back of your throat. You will gag, you will definitely gag. Like, she couldn't stress enough that I was going to gag. And I'm in the car with my brother. She sticks it down the back of my throat, rubs it around, takes it out. I don't gag. And the nurse fucks me, you know, because she goes... Oh, tell you what, you took out like a chump. <laughs> and my brother turns to me and was like, what were you and Luke doing in that yeah, fucking caravan? Here, I just quarantined for fucking two weeks with my friend, I'm signed. <laughs> like, swear to God, I was like, that was not sucking dick. I swear to God, that was not sucking dick. It's not my thing, I don't like it. Uh, I've never tried it, but I, I, I can tell you for a fact, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, she's fucking screwed me over there. But see, to be fair, that really helped the situation because it, it felt like like the tension was unbearable. It was such a serious situation that we were driving into and that kind of broke the fucking, the back of the, of the seriousness. Do you know what? I couldn't stand to laugh. throughout the whole fucking mm. quarantine, clapping for the NHS. I enjoyed it. We briefly touched on it last night, but it was something I never participated in it. I never clapped once. You didn't? You no, at eight o'clock. What about the NHS? At about... You see at the NHS? You shut hate up, them. Shut up. You, you hate the nurses, the doctors, the OTs, the PTs. So easy to preach about the NHS, the National Health Service. Health. health uh, easy for you to spit out. You fucking dick. Break out. Yeah. The National Health Service, part of a nation that this can fight not to be a part of, but he'll go Do out. Do I fight? Do I fight? No. I'm passive. I'm passive. <laughs> about everything, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, no, nah, it was just something that just didn't sit right with me. It, it didn't feel right. Every. Sort of like Thursday at nine o'clock, you know, eight fifty nine. Your parents would be like, "Right, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna clap." And about seven o'clock, I'd probably head off for a walk, just because 
it, just, it didn't. It, you were clapping for NHS workers, and then it was NHS workers and carers. And I appreciate it. I've worked in a carer myself, and you know I've got friends who work for the for the NHS and stuff like that. And it was just something that I I just felt wasn't it wasn't useful. It wasn't beneficial for anyone. Yes, go out and show it was your a community spirit thing. Yeah, but like this going it was out. Lovely. This going out. I loved it. Right. Okay. But not I, gonna lie, I really looked forward to eight o'clock on a Thursday. I really did enjoy it. Okay. And you got to judge all your neighbours. But it served no purpose. Who cares? It did. No, it was no, no. a bit of morale. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, NHS. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah you didn't have to, but you didn't have to go out and fucking work every day and deal yeah, with I know, it all. I clapped for them. An hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. But, like, fuck me. What else are we going to do? We had to show our appreciation somewhere. We are actors. We love a good clap. Yeah, I know. It just. Yeah, it, come on. But, but it just felt if I was, to me. No, right. I'm not going to lie. Right. There was one thing that happened during lockdown. So after, so after I realized that it was actually my dog, I was aller- so after I got tested, it came back negative. Turns out I was just allergic to my dog. So once it was negative, I was able to move in with my granny and my uncle Stephen, who has uh, learned difficulties, uh, like brain damage and stuff. So I moved in with them to like give my granny a bit of a break because like she's stuck in the house with her and and him so I was able to take him out for walks and, and do keepy ups for him and he likes that and stuff so we so then the clap then every Thursday was in the street and it was really interesting it was different because I was used to being in my own street and I was in a different street and my granny's all my granny's the typical granny like judging everyone in the street like oh she's not like they're not like mm, are they not like I don't know what judging you more it's got a young man with her this week <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought you were meant to be social distancing they're right they're right beside each other right I'm oh, standing beside her you oh, beside idiot. each other I inside no, each other no let's that? not uh, thanks for that Luke sorry always not the image any of us lowering the tone no right so then there was one week, it was a Thursday at 8 o'clock, and the fella who, so my granny lives in an apartment block, but side of the apartment block is houses, it's all houses in the street, and the house next to us, there was a fella who lived there who is a nurse, and work, was working ridiculous hours and blah blah blah, but it was his birthday, and he, um, it was, a, it was his birthday, and he goes... He was in work and they knew he was finishing at like half seven so he'd be home at eight o'clock. And they were having like a surprise birthday party for him. So they they timed it perfectly. He drove in and everyone was clapping for him and everyone in the street then made sure they went to everyone's door and stayed at a social distance and blah, blah, blah. Right, listen, it's so-and-so's birthday. He's a nurse for the NHS and he's been working flat out and he's really stressed and really... It isn't enjoying himself at the minute, so can you please come out and clap for him for his birthday and blah blah blah. We're gonna have a wee street party, social distance, blah blah blah. And it was one of the best fucking experiences of all of lockdown because they, the communities, the sense of community in that street was incredible because everyone had. We're like clapping for the NHS and they were appreciating what everyone was doing. But it hadn't been so close to home than it had when the wife of this fella who's working hours upon hours in a COVID fucking centre 
wearing full PPE every day, fucking hours upon end, and it was his birthday, it was the 30th birthday or whatever, and everyone was clapping, and he gets out of his car and he just breaks down in tears, and it broke my fucking heart, it was the night that the BBC did the big night in, or something, it was a joint thing, comic relief and children need and whatever, it was to raise money for like, Probably broke down in tears because he thought all oh, these cunts are out here clapping and I can't afford dinner for next week. This fucking why can not afford dinner? Because they don't get fucking paid enough, mate. Because he's out every hour of the fucking day working. I was saying I mean? on the Universal Crowd, he was getting more than me, the bastard. Uh, <laughs> I would have been on the ward if I could. I'm not. I'm not fucking qualified. Anyone can get a job in the testing centre, mate. Anyone can. Really? Oh, anyone can. Yeah. Here. Well, I didn't. Well, I, I have a job now. <laughs> I forgot lockdown's over. Uh, yeah, no, it's I have not, a job. Mate, it's not. I tell you what, this I'll, and we'll finish this coronavirus talk. Yeah, because we don't like talking well, about we it. Don't be lockdown, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been bored of it for months and months and months. It's one of the things. It's been horrendous. It's been hard for everyone, but it's like it's over when it's over. Do you know what I mean? No, well, it isn't over until it's over. So it's not over yet. We'll see. Rocky says, actually, Rocky says, and Rocky Balboa, it ain't over till it's over. He says that, and it isn't. So we'll <laughs> it's not over till a fat lady sings. And she hasn't sang yet. Fuck. See when Susan Bourne releases a new single. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, oh, sorry, Susan, if you're listening. <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> uh, I'll see. Adele, here, what about Adele? Remember, see? What about that segue? Adele's awesome. With have you seen Adele? She's also a fucking amazing singer who's made millions of pounds over years for her voice. But let's talk about her weight loss, mate. No. Sorry, I'm the feminist on the podcast. <laughs> That's not being a feminist. No, tell you what's horrendous. So she loses loads of weight. She looks amazing because she's trying to live a healthy lifestyle, which is very brilliant for her. Fuck me, it's very unhealthy to be on overweight, over overweight. Yeah. So she loses weight to try to be healthy. She lives a healthy lifestyle. And the amount of hate she got online for losing losing weight was incredible. She puts up a photo and she is so skinny, like like she is unrecognizable. And the hate she got for that is would would actually blow your mind. Because <laughs> these girls are like, Oh, you're meant to represent uh, plus size women, blah blah blah. I'm like, whoa, 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 If this girl wants to start living a healthy lifestyle and change her diet or exercise a bit more, why are you going to have, why are you going to hate on her? Like, how ridiculous is that? Yeah, and I know we're just reiterating what everybody else probably thinks, definitely thinks, but the media, it's the, the pressure, the media, that, that's like a, a slice of the, the pressure the media places on people. You've got a, a brand now, you are... A um a bigger woman who represents bigger women all around the country yeah. and all around the world doing this job and doing well for themselves. So you stay in that fucking box and you yeah. do that. Don't change because when Which you do, is so that's... weird because you think about it. If it, if say fucking oh Jesus, I can't think of the singer. Say like Julie, but who's a skinny girl and blah, blah blah. Say she put on a load of weight. The amount of hate she'd get for putting on a load of weight would be ridiculous. Yeah. It'd be quite the same. As Adele losing weight. How fucked is that? Yeah. I'd hate to be that famous. 
If you actually start, I hate to be a woman, they seem to get most yeah, of the flat. Mate. Not once have we mentioned a man who has either lost or gained weight in the public so have gone. Oh, that's because they're, they're oh, it's yeah, they do. They who get are it. we two men to sit down and talk about how women are perceived in the world and the media and things like that? Oh, I think we're kind of we're allies in this. We're allies. Um, no, we are because like it, it is mad. You're right. It's it's only women that really. Their weight is constantly mentioned, how they dress is constantly mentioned, how they look, how their makeup is, is constantly talked about in the media. Tell me the last person who was male, singer, actor, whatever, is talked about how they look. You'd struggle, you would like, the only thing that came to mind was there was a new story, the fact that Robbie Williams has shaved his head because he's losing his hair, but the, ma- <laughs> but, but the man's in his 50s, you know yeah, what I mean, oh, it's Jesus like, Christ. like a minor thing, so I go, no, yeah, Robbie shaved his head, he's getting old, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, it's, it's, one well, of them, it's, it? it's been 30 thing. years since he released the angels, from... <laughs> no, I was going to say, actually, for a second, then I went, 30 years, now it's been 20, 21, yeah. 99 did he release it. 99, no, I bought a tune. I love that tune. Yeah, you can't get enough of it. I can't. Um. So, yeah, so we're we're, we're in. We're in Belfast. We, last night in Belfast, actually. Your last night in Belfast. Yeah, not your last night. Like, no. Um, no. But um, hopefully, I don't know if you're on the same boat as me, but um, I'm hopefully going back to, to Italy in January. Oh, a coronavirus pending. Pen- yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Hopefully I'll be back. See, that's it. Now, Chris has said to me a couple... Well, more than a couple of times, a few times now. Look, I think you should move back to Italy with me. We had such a good time last time. And you know what? It was amazing. And although the coronavirus and everything happened, I would not change a single moment of it for the world. I really wouldn't. Similar in everything that we do. If if ever anyone hears us on any podcasts talking about Manchester or Italy or, or just... Me living in London, even you being in Wales, I know yeah. you didn't like it. Would, and I was was happy enough in London, but not fussed. Would Wouldn't not, change it for the would world. Would not change a single moment of it. No, like I look back on Italy and I go, look, the the people who I met and got to spend time with and 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 built friendships with the girls we went on tour with and Haley and Rolo who were on the podcast with us and stuff like that. I wouldn't change a single minute of it. It was all. 110% worth it but I put it's the same with Manchester so I, I'd like I'd also like to move back to Manchester I'm looking into that Kelsey was on the podcast last night we're looking at somewhere in Manchester at the moment mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind there's always that it'll never be what it was the first time so maybe enjoy it for what it was and, and take it for what it was and see what else is coming You haven't. I haven't got to go back and do it maybe don't move back to Manchester because it won't be what it was when, well, when we lived it. there and Wait, so, so like you you want to move back to Manchester like now. And I'm like, listen, there's three and a half months until we can go back to Italy. I know it's not going to be what it was, but fuck me. We were only, we were meant to be there for, we were going to be there for... Too long. <laughs> six months. Yeah. We were meant to be there for six months. We were there for half, five and a half weeks. Yeah. No, no, no. But see, and we've, we've touched on this on the podcast before in that, Everything happens for a reason. I went there for a little bit and I got to meet the people I did. I was actually fortunate enough over lockdown um, and people will have their own fucking opinions on it and stuff. But when things started easing and they lifted the travel ban and stuff like that, I um, 
I decided to go over to Amsterdam, me and, and three friends from back home from London. You bloody bastard, what a voice of restrictions, Luke. Well, obviously, I was sensible and went to places where there weren't restrictions. Were you wearing your mask? I was wearing my mask Happy the whole days way. Happy there, yeah. do what you like. From the moment you get into that airport <laughs> to the moment you get off at the other side and you go, you know, you get into your hotel, you've got your mask on constantly. But that's fine, man. They're small. How fucking first world problems is that? They're small Easy prices you've got mask. to... Yeah. You ever see them fucking... See America? America fucked it. Because America have endless coronavirus cases. They have a crazy big fucking election coming up. And people are squabbling over the fact that they they have the right not to wear a mask. And you're like, just wear a mask. And it really is what it is. It squabbles. It, it's, it's just... Wear sh- a mask. Shut the fuck up. Put your mask on. Let's all get How over this. How easy is it to wear a mask? Because this has been a global pandemic. So for the first time in a long time... The world Isn't in general is not, but not even going through the same thing. Is paying attention to the same thing. Yeah. I think the things that the world goes through, you put, but it's all subjective to how it affects you personally. Yeah, I think the last thing that the world paid attention to was Adele's album Twenty Five. What an <laughs> album! Sorry, but sorry to go back to Adele, but that album was one of the best albums ever written. Continue what you're saying. Sorry. You've thrown me now because I'm thinking about the songs that I do on the Delta. What now? What now? No, uh, being a massive believer in that everything happens. And for... she knew that it would Shut sell brilliant, so she didn't even put it on Spotify. Being a massive believer <laughs> in that everything happens for a reason and sort of going, all right, maybe I shouldn't go back and do Italy again. Maybe I should look for the next thing. Do I want to do Manchester? And I'm sort of just holding out to see what happens. I'll see what my life is in December, just before we go. I'll make my decision then. And just, we'll, we'll... See, I'm a builder upper. I build myself up. I get ready for things and I'm like, oh, here See, we go. but then there's a... Uh, I look for, I'm a look forward to your... You're an optimist. And, uh, no, but, no, no. You're an optimist. I'm a pessimist. You're definitely an optimist. Yeah. I'm but not. The, but, but no. So what it is, I need something to look forward to that drives me forward, that gets me through the next day. Not the next day, but like whatever I'm doing at that time. So at the minute, I'm working in a bar. I'm working 40 to 45 hours a week. Might be enough about it. It's good. I've made good friends. It's been great. But I don't want to do that. I want to go back to Italy. Or I want to move to Manchester. Or I want to do whatever. But the fact that I'm able to move to Manchester, or to Italy, sorry, in January, that's what drives me forward. Every day, going to work. That's the reason as to why I go to work. Because I'm like, well, I don't have to do it forever. It's fine. I can go to Italy and then I'll do the next thing. Yeah, and I suppose, and I don't mean this in a sarcastic way when I say it's whatever helps you sleep at night. But like, for me, it well. I listen to our podcast. They have <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, put anyone to sleep. This, um, no, for me, it's that sort of like I don't want to, I don't want to pass any opportunities, and I don't know if this is pessimistic of me, but that whole sort of going, look, I don't want to say, yes, I'm going to Italy in January because that might mean that I pass up some opportunities while I'm here, and I'm looking for opportunity, and I'm waiting for something to happen, and things like that. But do what do you I'm think? Well, sorry. But what do you think is going to come round the corner and be like, here I am, Luke. Don't go to Italy. Here I am. What are you expecting? Well, how the fuck can you say that, mate? When I was a... Hang on, just hear me out here before you speak. I was a fucking teaching assistant, right? For five months. Doing, and you know I fucking hated it, right? Did not like it. Needed a different job. Wanted to be an actor. Was trying to save just enough money to get a deposit on somewhere in Manchester. And then one fucking day out of nowhere, I get Italy. a phone call asking me to go to Italy. But, but, so why wouldn't you go back? Why wouldn't you go back? You didn't get to fully immerse yourself in the experience because we were meant to be there for like six months. 
But I enjoyed well, it for what it was. For what, what it I'm was saying. was not what it should have been. All right, but I've had a chance to go back and I've seen a bit more of it. I, I, I caught up with old friends and things like that. I sort of go, yeah, that's brilliant. But like, why why linger and sort of go, oh, well, I did that thing. I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it, but I'll go back and do it when... Like I say, I'm going to wait till December and see what opportunities see, are there. You can't go, well, what opportunities are going to be there? Because in December last year, I didn't know that fucking Italy was going to present itself. within. And then within two weeks, I've got to say to my parents and my friends and everyone, look, I'm going. And just by chance, I say to you, listen, if I can get you an audition, will you come? This time last year, we had no fucking right, designs so, so or ideas. I, I understand that. Right. So the big thing last year was Italy. Do you think a bigger thing than Italy is going to present itself? Next year? No, no, no. Between now and going to Italy at the start of January, do you think a bigger thing, because Italy, you think, you remember, at that time, that was the biggest thing that had ever happened, that we were able to move to Manchester, the drop of a hat, and oh my God, unbelievable. You think something bigger than moving to Italy, the drop of a hat is going to come in three and a half months? In a global pandemic? Right, okay, so that's where I stay optimistic. Right, okay, so just hear me out here. Okay. So stay optimistic in that I spend a lot of time doing my writing and working on different little projects. I've just done a music video for a friend of mine, Van Ooh, Yeah, it's uh, done with crazy. Done with crazy Get music it on YouTube. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I managed to do that. It's actually a banger, it's stuck in my head. Yeah, it's a really good song and it's an even better video. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so like I, I bear all that, I bear that in mind as well. I've been doing little things, I've been writing a lot more because of the lockdown and stuff like that. So all those things are there as well. Mm. And I stay optimistic and I think, yeah, you know what? Something else will come along. I'm exactly where I should. I don't mean to sound like a wanky bastard. No. But I'm exactly where I, I need to be and where I should be. We all are. That's why this thing happened. We weren't meant to be in Italy right now. And that's why we're fucking in Belfast. You know what I mean? Well, that's it, top it, and yeah. bottom of it. But then I also, bear in mind that we are still, just because we think, oh, it's all lardy dow and all right, it's calming down, mate. No, it's, well, a, it's not calming down here, there's but There's a very fucking Italy. high chance. Yeah, but the winter's coming, mate, and there's a very fucking high winter chance. Is yeah, coming. I knew that was coming as well. <laughs> there's a very fucking high chance. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, what do you want me There's a very high say. chance that we're entering our next lockdown, Ooh. our next spike in this pandemic. Yeah, but it doesn't scare me, it doesn't bother me. We've it's been through huge. one of them. It's frightening. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that could bring your plans to a halt. And then you're stuck in that job that right now is okay because Italy's in sight. Well, when January comes and you're still working in that bar... Hold on. You said you were being optimistic. This is very pessimistic talk. I, also I don't said, like one bit of it. I also said that I'm in two minds about the whole situation. <laughs> Hold on. You can't say I'm an optimistic, but here, it can all go crashing down. Chris, don't get your hopes up. I'd know. Fuck you. Maybe, maybe not being optimistic and being realistic. Oh, you know I mean? you're never realistic. I don't like this side of you. Yeah, I don't but, like it one bit. I've had plenty no, of you're full of bollocks and you're like, here we can do this and we can do that and then we end up doing it it's crazy yeah and now you're so full of bollocks am I no but why are you a realist now I hate it don't be a realist but see to be fair right no not gonna lie to you right so us being in Italy I know we were meant to be there for six months and we were only there for five and a half weeks and that was fine we had a great time it was actually unbelievable what happened there and everything that happened and all the people we met it was unbelievable I loved every single second of being there and lockdown coming it puts everything into perspective. Everything that happened in lockdown puts everything into perspective. Like, during lockdown, I wrote a fucking one-man play. I've never written anything in my life. And I wrote a one-man play that's now being produced next year, which is fucking mad as fuck. Still yeah. mad as fuck. 
Because you're the writer. Like, why are you not? Why, why are you not? I'm sorry. I'm only joking. Uh, but, like, what the fuck? I'm mad. It's not of the play being produced. A one-man play with me in it. In Belfast and then New York. Yeah. But that's... So, like, I have to be optimistic. Because I'm like... I'm like, right. So, I'll go... Like, I have a plan for next year. And if it doesn't fucking work out, I'll be fucking heartbroken. Right, so that's why I'm being realistic. I, but, I, I don't no, want to go... You just said to be optimistic. Be optimistic that it might happen. Yeah, but I don't want to go, all right, yeah, come on, it'll all be fine. And but the thing is... will be back to normal by Christmas and we'll move to Italy in January and, oh, won't it all be fluffy and beautiful? Because there's <laughs> there's, there's, the odds are in favour of that not happening. No, they're not. Absolutely are. They're not. They're not. If we were looking to move to fucking London and do what we were doing, there's lockdown coming in the UK, not in Italy. Italy have sorted themselves out. Italy are following all the precautions. They have. They are not having a second wave at the minute. They're not. I'll bet you right now, live. How much? Not live. Well, it's not but live, on the but... podcast, I'll bet you fifty quid or seventy five euros. Oh no, I was gonna say fifty euro. Like no, fifty quid or seventy five euros, depending on where we are. That you do not end up in Italy in January. Oh, really? I'll fucking take that bet right now. There's a shake of the hand. There's a shake of the Hold hand on. there. Uh, don't really spit. Did you really spit? <laughs> no. Okay. I did. <laughs> ah, you fucking scumbag. You're disgusting. I spit my hand. Spit my hand. There we go. You've got the COVID now. You're not fucking going out. I'm very good. You win. He's spitting in oh, his mouth so. on Christmas Day. Yeah, fuck me. Um, um. No, no, no. I, I definitely don't think that you'll be in, in Italy in January. Really? Yeah. And I don't mean to be a prick like no, that. No, 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 that's fine. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd love nothing but more that, than to right, go, you know so what? So, honestly, the the... right, I'm going to say that's not realistic. That's pessimistic. That's pessimistic. Because think about the situation we're in right now and how Italy is right now. You can't compare Italy to the UK anymore because the Italy, or the UK fucked it because they, they, they did fuck it. Like, whereas Italy kind of... They had but they terrible... fucked it before the UK fucked it. But they fucked it unbeknownst to them. It came out of nowhere with them. And the UK, they they seen it coming. It was coming. And they went, oh, it's on its way. It's on its way. All we've done is talk about the coronavirus in this podcast. Well, how can we not? It's the elephant in the room. <laughs> and you're singing Nelly the Elephant. I know. That's a call back from last night. Very good. But no, I if I'm not in Italy by January, I will... Um, I don't know what I'll do. You'll give me 50 euros before you do anything, mate. 50 quid. 50 quid or something. I'll give you 50 euros, no problem. Yeah, I'll give you 50 euros. You'll give me 50 quid or I'll give you 75 euros. That's the way it's going to go. Yeah, 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 sweet. Well, I hope I get 75. I think I'll get 75 euros. I honestly do. I hope you do, mate. Because then I'll be... Why would you make that bet? Because I... Although I hope you do, I know that it's not going to happen. You're mad. Is that is that honestly why you don't want to have your heart set on going deadly? Yeah. You don't want to get your hopes up? Yeah. So, what, right, so that's fine. See, to be fair, right, I say that I'll be melted if I don't get to go deadly, but, like, I'll be melted, but not that melted. Like, I'll be like, fuck, well, everyone's in the same boat. If it's lockdown 2.0, like, you kind of take it on the chin and whatever. Yeah. But, like, you say everything happens for a reason. It does. So why wouldn't you try and get your hopes up? You always said if you put it out in the universe, uh, the universe will sort you out and give you it back or whatever. I don't know what you say. You, <laughs> you chat shit a lot of the time. <laughs> you say something about the universe. And you say if you put it out there. 
Well, law see, of attraction, that's what you say. Law, law of attraction. attraction. Yeah. yeah, so law of attraction, I'm saying I'm going deadly. I'm going deadly. I'm going deadly. It's all good at fucking deadly. Yeah. And you very well might do, mate. You know, I'll be fucking... No, might do. I will do. Do you hear me? I will. <laughs> so, go deadly. I, so I'm looking at moving to Manchester. Who will be in the I'll week? never happen, bro. I'll bet you 50 quid it won't. Fucking sweet, uh, mate. Back I up. fucking signed my lease the other day, you freaking... Nah, so I've been looking at different places in Manchester and hoping to move back there. Try and sort of, like... Obviously, you make some friends within the industry that we're in when you live in Manchester, when we were in uni and stuff. And we yeah. did. But the last thing you want to do is become that... Ah, oh, fuck yeah, I remember you from years ago. You went to the Arden, didn't you? Do you know what I mean? That's not yeah. exactly what it is that, that, that we need out of it. So what I'm hoping to get from Manchester is to go back, maybe get some... Just shitty actor things that we all have to go through, getting your headshots done or getting your show reel done, getting yourself an agent, getting into Fringe and stuff like that. And especially with doing the writing as well. Like, one thing for me is that I want to write more stuff and get it put out there. But there's a fear in doing that after the whole lockdown thing because there's this worry that now lockdown's finished and obviously creative people have been given... Like, people used to say to me when I'd started, like, when the lockdown started, oh, I bet you're loving this. Loads of time to get your writing done. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Writing's the last thing I've been doing throughout this whole lockdown because who the fuck can be creative when you when you can find... I can. Problems? I wrote a one-man play. It's called Unanswered Prayers. It'll be in Belfast in July 2021 and New York City in September 2021. Continue. Yeah, but the idea had been there before lockdown. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I wrote it. Yes, I can't believe you finished the, it. You're the writer, and I finished something. What are the odds? I can't write. You finished one thing. Yes, I know. But you're dyslexic. You can't even read it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I fucking wrote half of it, mate. I wouldn't want to read it. It's a lot of shit. You didn't. <laughs> Chris is like, for the record, he had nothing to do <laughs> yeah, with the writing of the. I could fucking quote you word for word. The end. I can tell you exactly what happens in the end. Oh no, I you couldn't actually change it. <laughs> Yeah, well, there we go. Your just shitty so idea didn't work. <laughs> uh, that's true. That is true. I took all your shit out. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Actually, all of it. From start to finish. Every little bit that I've ever gave you. Yeah, it's out. Is it? It actually is out. Where's it set? Where do you start telling the story? What do you mean? You're not in a hotel room anymore. N- no, none of that. Aren't you? Nah. Oh, well, I really don't. No spoilers, no spoilers. No, it's all changed. Oh, yeah, unanswered prayers set the hotel room. <laughs> that really spoiled. Oh, guys, I wouldn't bother going to see it. Now. Just read it for you. You know what happens. No, uh, yeah, Tell no. us what it's about. It's, um. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at, fuck with? Just you. Nah, it's, um. Do you know what's funny, actually? So, a lot of people have asked me what it's about. And, like, do you know that series, Normal People? You watched it, didn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Normal People, right? So. It kind of has. Chris similar. wrote that, is what he's trying to say. I wrote he, that as well. He yeah. Gave, he gave that. He sent that his script to them. I went, listen, and gave them I'd the love idea. to do that part, but give it to Paul Nesco. <laughs> he deserved the Emmy. Uh, he can have it. Um, no, it's um, it has similar themes to that. So it's like, it's like young love, adolescence, teenage love, just out of school and whatever. It's quite like a quarter life crisis. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like, but it's not because I think the character in it like kind of goes through a quarter life crisis. Whatever happens after, it's like young love and and 
You're really selling this. Shush, I'm trying my best. Can you, you, can, you, guys, if you listen to this, you can just picture this in the New York Times, can't you? When, it, when it's coming out in the... <laughs> I know. <laughs> my playbill. I mean, me. like, it's sort of like, like <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like a quarter life crisis, but like after what happens, but I don't want to spoil it. So like, but you'll get it when you come and just come and see it. It'll be fine. Don't see it. That'll be in the playbill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playbill. I'll answer first. Quarter life crisis. You didn't even remember the name of it. I can't remember. I don't give a fuck. We drinking the night. Shut up. Oh, we didn't even win the quiz the night. No. We went to the Daphne's where I work and uh, there's a quiz every Wednesday. And I normally win it and the past couple of weeks I just haven't had any luck. And, uh, Should have put out into the universe, mate. You might have won it. Do you know what? You're a cheeky <laughs> It was you that said to me today. Yeah, law of attraction. We put it out in the universe and it came. Nah, I am a massive believer. Are you then? Yeah. Are you? Well, why don't you put it out in the universe that we'll go to Italy in January? I said I want to go to Italy in January, mate. We'll put it out to that. I'll go. <laughs> fucking savage bastard. Give me a solid, mate. Yeah, tell me I'm, I'm not fucking Jesus. It's not like if I if I believe in it, that it's going to happen. Well, know? I don't believe in Jesus, so yeah, I don't believe in you. Um, nah, just... if Because it kind of seems to work for you. Uh, put it out there. Just <laughs> keep telling the universe. If you're listening, Chris wants to go to Italy in January. Can he go? You watch. He'll get ex. He'll get like fucking deported or something. He'd have done something wrong when we were out there with the one. Well, I didn't do nothing. I was alright. I was well behaved. Yeah. That sounded like I did something. <laughs> I didn't do anything. No, Chris did. Bled darts. Fucking bad. Eliadne did the job he was being paid to go and do. What do you oh, have? Four did. days on tour. Four days on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Desperate. Uh, here we had a nice walk over here, didn't we? We did, we went up a mountain. What mountain? Fuck. I told you earlier. Uh, Divis. Divis Mountain, yeah. yeah that sounds mountain. so big that you said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went up Divis and Black Mountain. I don't know which mountain we went up. Sounds like if you said my surname with a South African accent. Luke Divis. Is that, am I allowed to say that? Well, you can't say it. It doesn't sound <laughs> South African. <laughs> But yeah, you can't. It's insulting to every South African. You can, you every can... South African person listening to this is like, shut the fuck up. Oh no, I've checked the analytics. There's no South African. It's all good. <laughs> oh, Mainly Indonesia. Well, that's where we need um, to push then. Yeah. <laughs> South Africa, you're listening. That's the Mandela. R.I.P. Bro. Hey, um, have you heard about the Mandela effect? No. There's a group of people. I've heard. I've heard that saying the Mandela effect. Right. So there's a group of people. I think it was either the late late nineties. Uh, no, sorry, late eighties, early nineties. And a group of people around the world who did not know each other, complete strangers. And by a group of people, I mean like fucking millions of people oh, around the right, world right, well that's... who who believed or, or who can recall Nelson Mandela dying in the late eighties, early nineties. And for years, people thought he was dead. Like honestly, like guys, if you listen to this, go and research it. It's really interesting. Hold on, hold on. Can I pause the podcast and fucking research it myself? Because I don't believe a word you're saying. Well, we'll do it after this. I'm saying right. it. I'm okay. saying it to the people I'll, who I'll, do okay. it. The Mandela effect, and it's uh, like millions of people around the globe who did not know each other, different countries worldwide. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying? Hold on. Are you saying? Millions of people around the world, random people. You saying random people? Random people. Just randomly. In their brain, just like given the information. Remember, Nelson. They yeah. how do they remember? Because like, he didn't die. What I'm saying, it, like it's an effect. It's the Mandela effect. It's like it's a psychological. It's a psychological effect. It's like people, even though it didn't happen around the world, it's happened so many times. But the Mandela effect is like where it sort of started. It's happened since then. But people go, oh my god, fuck, he died. Remember that? And other people will go, oh my god, yeah, fuck, he died in fucking 1988. I don't know if that's accurate. The year. Well, he didn't die then either, so... Right, but then years later, when he was sort of... Released? What? No, 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 it wasn't when he was in prison. 
But people... Well, then, well, then like, the 90s then. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then people were like, fuck, Mandela's, like... President? <laughs> fucking South Africa? Look, I think, I think it came about again. When did it happen? I think it came about again when he died and people went, fuck off, he died in the 90s. And loads of people went, no, like, obviously the majority went, no, he never. But then scientists did research and they were like, oh my God, millions of people think that Mandela died in the 90s. Like, honestly... Just because he was really old or what was the crack? Like, no, they, they, like, they tried talking about, like, news stories and that, they, that they've seen. Like, fucking... Let's, for example, again, I'm fucking... But like, ad-libbing. fake news? No, not fake news, but, like, for example, I'm ad-libbing here, so just bear with me. It sounds seeing, like... <laughs> seeing, uh, seeing Trevor McDonald sat down on News at 10, they can record... They remember Trevor McDonald sitting down saying Nelson Mandela is dead. I'm not... Like I say, I'm ad-libbing. I know, so I know, I, I don't even know if Trevor McDonald was doing the fucking news in 1992 or whatever. He definitely was. That guy was big then, back then. All right. But I don't know if he was doing it when Mandela died. <laughs> he's lost, mate. Nah, he's released really <laughs> his slim, slim fast. Slim fast. He's doing well. Him and Adele are at him. Hell yeah. Um, they were fucking Jamaican bikinis together. <laughs> but uh, they're on that new ration diet I yeah. he's doing. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, that, lots that. of people in the world remember, remember Mandela dying before he'd even fucking died. It's a crazy... It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But but hold on. Yeah, it's interesting, but I don't believe a word they're fucking saying. Yeah, but that's you, Chris, sat in his garage in Belfast saying, I don't believe millions of people and what they're saying. Because they're not right? Yeah, but they know they're not right. Obviously, I don't believe them. But they're not sitting there going, Chris, you're wrong and I'm right. He died in the 90s. They're not saying that. (laughs) They are. No, they're not. All they're saying is, I've got some memory. I remember. No, Shut up. What, what I'm saying is, I've got some, like, it's like deja vu almost. They remember it, but they know it's not, they know it's... So when, are you saying when Nelson Mandela died, they went, fuck me, deja vu. He's died before. Semi, yeah, they sort what? of went, no, the, the, it was a bit of a freak out of going, what do you mean he's just died? He That's... died in the 90s. What? This is blow my fucking... You've, right, well, on that, bomb, on that bombshell, we'll wrap it up and we'll go... Yeah, we'll have to, because I need to fucking look at us up. You're chatting shit. Right, guys, what a way to finish the podcast on. We're going to go and research the Mandela Effect. You should do the same. Yeah, it's... believe it or not, he's still alive. <laughs> you watch, 10 years' time. We'll be having <laughs> this conversation. Mandela's dead. <laughs> yeah. Everyone on the podcast who listens will be like, what? Fucking Luke was right. He died three times? <laughs> what are the odds? He's a cat. Um, we've got a few he's more sex. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys, it's been brilliant. It's been special. I'll uh, look after yourselves. I'll see you. I'll see you in Italy in January, probably. Probably. That's more positive thinking. I like that. Yeah. I like positive reinforcement. I need it. You I need it. Telling you, I Give us a high five. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, whatever you say. What do you say? It's a good night from me. That's a good night from him. See you later, you bunch of fucking bastards. <laughs>